0: And welcome back to the Simple Politics Podcasts. Welcome to all of you, but especially to our wonderful Patreon backers. You can join them and get the podcast early and ad-free for as little as three pound per month. Tan and Diane,
1: are you signed up to the Patreon? Multiple times, yes. I, I, fantastic. Get it. Yes, just, <laughs> yeah.
2: Diane is, in fact, half of our Patreon backers. <laughs>
1: that sounds really v and i no
2: <laughs> i um i signed up to some another patreon um <gasps> because i thought i, I it, it would be interesting and i get emails like four emails a day from them
0: oh and, that's you i um, wondered why i was getting so many notifications through our
2: yeah i'm sorry I, I, like, I didn't mean to do it through our kind of work Patreon. So it was me i've, I've now cancelled so i'll finish at the end of the month because if you want to pick up a patreon and give it a go mm. uh you can do and then you can cancel yeah. i mean you wouldn't cancel ours because you'd just be no. struck by how brilliant and what great value for money it is um Obviously. but yeah this this other one oh my goodness Every day. And uh, it just fills me with regret every email that comes in. And I, I, I promise you that you uh, will not get bombarded by emails from us. In fact, you'll hardly get any value from it at all. So, no! <laughs> that's no, not true. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no! Um, no, but you'll know what the benefits are and you can use them. And you can you know, have you know, all the stuff that, that, we, that we just talked about just without being bombarded, which I think is nice. It's, it's more of a silent companionship Mm. that we have like an old marriage Mm. where we've all got our our own comfy chairs that we sit in Mm. and we just do our own thinking and our own thoughts and um you know the sex is gone yeah (laughs) but but you know that's okay
0: to to be clear you Um, get maximum three emails a week from us and that's only to let you know that things have been released and are ready
1: for you to watch. And I don't dictate I that you get emails. I love how you pulled amounts, that back just, into like a... Yeah. I thought we were going to go way deeper into that whole marriage no, thing. No, no, no. I Charlotte, thought we needed to pull stop this, it. Pull this, pull this out.
2: Um, which is quite sad. I had quite a long run of that. Listen, before we, before we get going properly, I need to do some plugging of things. Uh, because, lovely listener, if this podcast isn't enough for you, and you're listening early doors, you can catch Talk TV today, Friday, the day this comes out, between 1 and 2... I'm on a show called Cross Talk. Um, yeah, oh, it's very exciting. I'm on it for the, for the hour between one and two, and I'm, I'm what they call a presenter's friend, which is when they come to me for some thoughts about stuff, and I don't know what the stuff's going to be, but as long as it's kind of what happens in a marriage when it's gone stale, I think I'm going to be all right. Any other topic, I'll struggle with, but uh, I'll be cross because it's cross talk. (laughs) And then, uh, Saturday and Sunday, I'm doing the Faversham book festival, which if you're local to Faversham is great, but also, um, it's sold out. So don't come down and kind of storm the barricades just to see me. It happens too often. And then Monday, Monday, uh, I'm on cross question, uh, with Ian Dale on LBC. That's 8 till 9pm cross question, which is when the public put questions in and they come to the panel I'm one of the panel and we have to be cross again I'm on cross talk I'm on cross question I'm getting typecast here as an angry (laughs) as an angry man (laughs) um so if you want to listen to me be cross I don't think I will be that cross we'll see but yeah uh so 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 the head the talk tv is Friday uh one till two and cross cross question is lbc which is like the radio but you can watch it live if you go to wherever lbc broadcasts its live feeds i think youtube and Mm. global player if you want to see me too i don't know don't know why you would but if you want to see me too uh, yeah 8 till 9 p.m on monday
1: that's so exciting i'm I'm, um i feel i feel really pride of you for going out there and doing sp stuff on the media i think it's great but i don't know why oh, they're not all you. called lovely chat instead of cross <laughs> well it's not yeah, cross i mean as it's in like, like, like
2: five chat <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it's cross as in cross party isn't it that's why you're there because you can talk a- across lots of different you know you're not there to talk about one side
2: <gasps> do you know what i should do though i should do a cross word on the way up mm. Just get in the mood Get in the mood
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then eat a hot cross bun on the way back There we go Right Do you know what
2: Alas The toasting facilities On Southeastern Railway Are very limited
0: Oh do you have to toast them Okay I don't like hot cross buns Because they've got raisins in Anyway No more cross Words Here We're going to talk about The top (laughs) posts of the week
2: Four down Four Sorry, down I had to a crossword. Pause. Yeah, joke. I understood.
0: Yeah, four, I had four, to... four
2: down. So in a crossword, Charlotte, <laughs> what happens is you get clue.
0: <laughs> Sorry, listener, for the pause there. That was to give Tatten an evil glare. Right, Tatton, on to work. Oh. What was our third most popular post of the week this week?
2: Well, in at three, we we've got um an opposition day debate the SNP where they wanted to talk about a ceasefire in Gaza this post was saying this is coming up and uh, we spoke about it last week on the podcast and I said it was going to be a tricky thing and I said that um how people voted was going to come under a lot of scrutiny and so we then posted that it's coming up as well and it and then nobody could predict just how wild it was going to go and we're going to talk about the whole thing a bit later in the podcast. So I won't dwell on it now, but that debate did go ahead and yeah. MPs didn't cover themselves in glory.
1: Mm.
0: They did not more on that later. Diane, what was our second most popular post of the week?
1: Okay. Um, in it too. Um, I did not know TP toilet paper. Bum wipes, whatever you call them, um, were classed as a luxury. <laughs> Who calls them that? <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Moving on. That's a class as a luxury item by the Treasury, which means they're subject to VAT, and that's at twenty percent. So that's every time you buy a buy a pack of toilet roll, you've got this twenty percent VAT added on that we apparently I didn't know 7 out of 10 people didn't know in a campaign that's being run to try and get Jeremy Hunt to take it off in the spring budget in a couple of weeks time it's an interesting one this isn't it because it's not really about the massive saving like we put the saving on at the end and it's like 8.50 roughly that, that people would save per year um, if this was taken off depending obviously on how many times you wrap it around your hand before you wipe um, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> You've got to be secure, secure in that wiping. <laughs> you do. You do. You don't want paper slippage, <laughs> you do don't. you?
1: Absolutely not. You've got to not. really go for it. I think a, a mummified hand is the only way.
2: <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> and mummify the other one too, just in case. Yes,
1: exactly. But it's not really about the Steven. it's about the principle, isn't it? It's about what stuff is luxury and what stuff is essential. And it just seemed odd and wrong that toilet paper would not be essential
2: but you see what i said on the post is that it's Mm. not about the annual saving because almost nobody would at the end of the year tot up their expenses and go oh look i'm eight pounds better off Mm. over this 365 days what it's about is with the cost of living crisis i mean everyone everyone at some point has gone around the supermarket and gone hang on this is costing me a lot more than I thought it was going to. Everyone has had to put stuff back. And this isn't just something that's affected the people in absolute or relative poverty. This is, we're talking across the board. Everyone has had to put stuff back in the supermarket because it's too expensive. So if loo roll is costing 40p extra a roll because of government spending, that 40p could make all the difference between whether whether you can pick up the garlic as well to make sure everything tastes nicer or not. Like, we're talking, people make tiny decisions based on tiny amounts of money because that's how tight things are these days. Mm, agree, yeah. And if the government could knock 40p off or however much it is on an individual shop, that's much more of an impact than working out that you've got £8 at the end of the year.
0: Mm. I like that. Tatten's decisions are between toilet paper and garlic. That's
2: well, but good. it's the whole. But you're taking that. You're taking the, you're taking the, the basket, and then I mean, garlic. Go, go, I use garlic as, an, as a thing because um I was reading an article by someone who was uh, who was really struggling, and they were saying that garlic is such a luxury to them because it makes everything taste nicer, mm. but doesn't affect how full you're going to be. Mm. Yeah so it's something that does go quite easily and then your life's just a bit less enjoyable like it, it was a really grim it was a really grim example so yeah i mean obviously like Lou roll it's 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 a thing but but you you need Lou roll right you're definitely going to go for the Lou roll that's that's in you can't take that out
1: yeah which means it's essential yeah. so exactly you know
0: yeah you yeah.
2: know
0: what else you got to use newspaper They're expensive these days. Anyway, yes, (laughs) this kind of makes sense. And I didn't know it was uh, a luxury item either. Mitatan, what was our most popular post of the
2: week? Our most popular post of the week is something, I think, good that's come out of something awful. Um, Martha Mills was in hospital because she'd fallen off her bike and quite badly and she'd like really seriously hurt herself. And then uh, her condition started deteriorating and her parents were like, Sort the consultants, this is this is happening. The consultants are like, No, it's fine. And they're like, We need to speak to somebody else. And like, no, know, you can't because it's it's fine. And it turned out that she did actually have sepsis. And and she died from it. And she was just a little 14-year-old girl. Mm. And there's pictures of her just being a happy 14-year-old girl. And um, you know, she talked about wanting to be a film director. And she had hopes and dreams. And her family obviously had hopes and dreams for her. And she's been taken away because the doctors didn't recognize sepsis. And this is obviously a particularly particularly close story for me because I, I had sepsis in 2022 and I went along to the doctor and said, I think I've got sepsis. I'm really worried. And they said... Ah no, you're right. Go home, go to bed, take some paracetamol, and I went back to bed and didn't really leave bed for a few days until my mother-in-law came and rescued me and took me back to the the same place I'd been. And they went, "Oh yeah, no, this is serious." And I got blue lit to uh, the ICU where I stayed for a week and where they wouldn't—they refused to tell my partner that I wasn't going to die because they didn't know if I was going to die or not. Um, And it's. That initial, and then the comments on the page were all like, This happened to my grand, this mm. happened to me, this happened. Somehow, even with all the sepsis awareness stuff, which is everywhere, it's not being picked up on. And well, I mean, I've, I obviously raised a complaint uh, when I got out of hospital. And uh, I was back in the minor injuries clinic that I was in uh, with my child. And there's a big sepsis awareness board. Uh, now, that wasn't there before, which they've put in after uh, uh, after what happened to me. There was no dedication. It wasn't <laughs> called the uh, the Tarrant Spiller Sepsis Awareness Board, which I, I feel is a slight. But after this tragedy of Martha Mills, there is now Martha's Rule, which means you can everyone has access to a second opinion should they wish to have one. It's, it's a rule, everyone. And it's being rolled out into 100 hospitals uh, starting now. And hospitals can apply to be one of those 100. And then, what well, they'll evaluate it and then presumably, hopefully, move out to make it whole for all acute hospitals. So that's, that's hospitals that are diagnosing and looking after people rather than yeah. hospitals, kind of outpatient hospitals or, you know, kind of care home style hospitals or whatever else there might be. And I think it's, it's good. it's, it, it, it's got to be a good thing. It breaks my heart about Martha. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it nearly happened to me. So let's go, let's go second opinion. I'm also uh, becoming an ambassador for sepsis research, which is, um, which is cool.
0: Very nice. Yeah. So that's definitely, well, I wanted to say good news, but good news from bad news. Good change. is going to happen. So now it's time for the mailbag. It's our favourite bit of the podcast, and because this is where we get to hear from you. So let's look at what's in the mailbag this week. First off, we have a question from Paula. Is it dangerous to talk about things not being taxed, like the toilet paper we've just been talking about, when we need tax to build up our social system? You want to take that one?
1: No, uh, um, it's not because we're talking about an essential, like we've just discussed. It's It's an essential item and that's what this campaign's about and that's what we're talking about, taking the vat of that. I think if you're talking about paying tax in general, of course, we need to pay taxes, we need to pay for things. That's absolutely 100% you're right on that, Paula. But I think there are bigger things, there are some very famous businesses that aren't potentially paying all the tax that they should. Um, there are bigger fish to fry when it comes to tax and filling up the coffers than, than our toilet paper.
2: And I think, I think not, not talking about something isn't, isn't a great way to have a tax tax system. We need to be open and honest and clear and transparent about where we're taxing and why we're taxing. And if the government really needs that Lou roll tax money to pay for social care for example then they need to come out and say it yes it's a luxury item but we think that if we cut here we'd have to put the money up over there and that would be the wrong thing to do it is a very political decision what you tax and how you tax it and how much you tax it and that Decision needs to be articulated really clearly to the people, especially this year, because we can. Uh, this year, we're going to get to choose what tax system we want, and that again needs to be open and honest. And it shouldn't be that seven out of ten people don't know about a tax, because mm. if you because it's your money that you're paying to the government, you've earned that money, and then that's going to the government. So we should know, and we should choose what we do.
1: Mm.
0: There's also other effects. So like, you know, toilet paper and period products, which was the previous luxury tax that got removed. If you can't afford essentials like that, you could actually end up, you know, quite poorly. And you could end up needing things like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. healthcare and stuff. And, you know, within the health and social care system, they have to buy a lot of toilet roll, I imagine. So, you know, we'd be cutting their costs too. So it's all about, it's, hmm. I don't know.
2: <laughs> is i mean, VAT just, it's exempt. Also? Surely that'd be VAT exempt for a care home.
0: I don't know. I don't understand VAT. <laughs> I don't know who has to, I don't know what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's this, like, this is why alcohol taxes are raised because it can cost the healthcare system. So they use that money to help and things like that. So it's, it's not quite as simple as we need more money, so we'll tax everything, I think. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's just move on. Zoe has asked, in light of what happened last week with the Labour candidate in the Rochdale by-election, do you think that MPs or parliamentary candidates should receive media training?
2: I mean, first of all, they do. Yeah. That's provided by the political parties. So if they're independents, they probably don't. But all political candidates, all part- candidates from the main political parties will receive training. But there's the, 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 the Mr Ali's comments were in a labor party they weren't to the press they were to in a labor party meeting uh, in which it seems a level of thought went out the window as people hyped each other on to say. More and more extreme things about about the situation in Gaza, because another person who was there, like like almost everyone at the meeting, has now been barred or, or or you know censured in some way because it clearly didn't go the way that certainly Keir Starmer would want a Labour Party meeting to go. So all the media training in the world isn't going to stop people saying things when they think they're off the record in some way. Mm but they do all get media training.
1: Yeah. I think one of the things that comes to light in this, I think if regardless of whether you're a politician or not, even if you're just Joe Public, like me, you've got to assume that people have phones and therefore audio recording equipment everywhere these days. You've got to assume that if you're speaking somewhere publicly, it's very likely it's going to be recorded. And I think that's just a fact of life now.
2: I remember um, Mike Skinner from The Streets oh, yeah. said that he, um, he can't do coke with strangers anymore because everyone's got smartphones, <laughs> right? And I think there's, there's, a, there's a, I mean, the well, you two are looking at me like, where are you going with this? But it's, but it's, the, same, it's the same principle, mm. is that you can't, you can't do things shady. You can't do things that you wouldn't want everyone to know about with strangers because everyone's got a smartphone, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm on TV tomorrow and I will almost certainly just say some random stuff that I wouldn't want broadcast, but I, I really should expect it to be broadcast. Yes. Given that I'll be in a TV studio. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> the expectation of privacy.
0: That's lesson number one in media training. If you're yeah. in a TV studio, it's probably going to be People broadcast. People might watch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, Julie has asked, what has happened to the Lib Dems? Uh, Julie was chatting about politics on Sunday and they all realise that they have dropped off the face of the earth.
2: Well, Julie, congratulations for talking about politics on Sunday. It's a great day for talking about politics. I mean, I hope that you're also talking about politics on Saturday uh, and Friday. But uh, Sunday's a good start. They are really struggling, the Lib Dems. They're really struggling to um, get their voice heard. Uh, They've always, always... Gone ground up, the Dems. They've always worked in councils and then tried to get from their councils, kind of build on that into MPs, which is why they're so regional. Like the Southwest loves a bit of Liberal Democrat action, always traditionally. But right now, they are they are real. I, I haven't seen. I mean, Ed Davey occasionally tries to pop up, and but 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 he's got he's got very little to say, or is given very little space to say it. When we get to election proper, I mean, heaven knows when, but at some point we're going to get to election proper and the media have to, they are legally responsible to cover all parties equally. So you will see more of them again. But this kind of laying down the groundwork kind of time, it does feel like they're missing out.
1: Yeah. Can I come in with some very exciting Lib Dem news? eh? Oh. They're one of the few that still favours a spring conference. So they will be having one in March.
0: Yeah. They have two conferences, don't they?
1: Yeah. So they're they're in York in March. So we may hear more then next month, hopefully.
2: Yes. Will they they be marched up to the top of the hill?
1: (laughs) Only halfway.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a very liberal Democrat <laughs> position to take, isn't it? We're going to go. We're going to go to the hill.
1: We're going to go to the
2: hill. We're going to go halfway up it, and then we're going to come back down.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Final two questions then, and I'm grouping these together for reasons you'll understand why. Chris asks, "Is convention in the UK Parliament dying?" And Dawn has asked, uh, "I'm interested in something around how the media and government encourages division." that if we are all separate and not agreeing, it makes it easier for them to behave as they wish and not be held to account. And these questions lead us nicely to Commons Watch. So this is the part of the podcast where we take a closer look at something. And this week we had to look at the opposition day debate in the House of Commons last night. Last night, as we record, this was on Wednesday uh, evening, Tatten, kick us off.
2: Okay, so the SNP, as we say, the SNP have an opposition day. They have three opposition days per year. That's it. This is one of their opposition days. They wanted to talk about Gaza because they think it's a really important thing and they want an immediate ceasefire. And they announced this, unusually they announced this a week ago so that there was plenty of time to talk. And uh, Stephen Flynn, the, um, the lead, Westminster leader of the SNP, reached out to Keir Starmer and said, let's talk, what, let's get you on board, come on, let's, let, let's sign this. But Labour weren't happy with the motion because the motion didn't talk about uh, the October 7th attacks and didn't specifically talk about the return of hostages. And it was a kind of a completely kind of unilateral ceasefire, which means that Israel has had to put down its arms and Hamas could kind of carry on vaguely doing their thing. And then the Labour Party, in the end, wrote their own Mm -hmm. motion, which... Called for a humanitarian ceasefire, which would, which would involve much more prisoner swap, which would involve much more compromise from, from Hamas and, 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 and in in Palestine, as well as just telling the the the, the Israel army to to stop. Um, although it's very forceful, still, yeah. that Israel has to stop, and especially this Rafah attack has got to, it can't happen. And this was a way of keeping... So it's a way of making the Labour Party policy clear. It's the first time they've called for an immediate ceasefire of any kind. So it's a big change from Labour. And it would stop Labour MPs voting for the SNP. And that's really important because Labour are trying to show unity and it looked like a lot, like 80 MPs is is the number that's been thrown around. Okay, so you've got the SNP motion. Mm -hmm. You've got the Labour motion. And then the government came out with a motion as well. The government always comes out with a motion on opposition days. And the government motion just laid out the government position, which is, we need a pause. For sure, we need a pause. RAFA shouldn't happen. But we see the need to remove Hamas. And until Hamas are removed... The Israeli army are entitled to do something. So we need, a, we need a pause to try and sort that out and move towards a two-state solution. So th- th- those are the three positions, right? And on an opposition day, normally you have the opposition itself, have their, that's the SNP at this time, because it's their opposition day. The SNP themselves put forward their motion, and then the government's motion is there as well, and both get voted on. Yeah. Now... We're getting towards the uh, the vote and Labour are lobbying the Speaker because the Speaker chooses what motions get called and Labour are in the room trying to persuade the Speaker to choose their amendment, even though that's not protocol. That is not what happens. And in the chamber, Labour MPs are doing point, like, delaying tactics. They're raising points of order. Chris Bryant called a division on something that absolutely didn't need a division on because they're stalling so that the Speaker, they can win the Speaker round. Sue Gray was there, in there. Keir Starmer was there, in there. Anyway, finally, the Speaker comes out and he says we're doing all three motions we 're doing all three votes, and the House of Commons goes wild and it's and and the speaker the speaker didn't give his reasons the speaker said i've written a letter that's in that I'll put in the House of Commons library that you can all see with the reasons now it turns out his reasons were I need MPs to be able to vote how they want to vote because People are in danger here. There are death threats. There are people at people's houses. There are all kinds of things. To keep people safe, I need MPs to be able to vote for whatever they want. And also, it's so important this House speaks about Gaza in a round way, Mm. rather than only allowing some perspectives. Mm. That's why he did it, but he didn't say any of that. Mm. And so everyone was up in arms because it looks like he's just, he's just helping out Keir Starmer. And you can't, if you're the Speaker of the House of Commons, you can't just help out Keir Starmer. You need to follow convention. And uh, the chief of the, the chief clerk of the house wrote a letter saying that the speaker was wrong. And uh, Stephen Flynn was, he gets very cross. Stephen Flynn, and he was outraged said this is we, they have three opposition days, and suddenly this was becoming a Labour opposition day rather than an SNP opposition day, and and it was all chaotic, and then then it all started, the debate started, and it just looked like everything was going to calm down. Mm a bit. The debate started, it was, it, was, it was quite fiery, it was quite intense, it was quite, you know, but that's what you'd expect. We're debating something really serious here. And then uh, the, the votes were supposed to be at 7. And then at 6, 6.15, I started getting odd updates on my phone. And uh, as I was making potato wedges for my tea... Um, I started getting these odd updates on my phone and Diane was messaging us that way. It's just, it all completely, completely kicked off. Already we had. William a Conservative MP, who's, all, who's often quite scurrilous and, and naughty. And he has put forward a motion of no confidence. It's, only, it's an early day motion, which is like the weakest form of motion in the whole of Parliament. But it is still a motion of no confidence in the Speaker. Uh, right now, as we record, 35 people have signed it. 53.
1: There was 53 a, a, a senior no journalist. <laughs> yeah.
2: 53 now. That's this quite is serious. silly. That's very silly. And then, and a, a senior Newsnight journalist said that senior Labour people say that they were, th- Labour had been threatening the Speaker that he wouldn't be re elected as Speaker after the election if Labour won. And, uh, and the Speaker wasn't there. So all this is going on, and the Speaker's not there, and then the Conservatives pulled their amendment and protested the whole thing, also because they wanted to play politics, which meant that there would only be one vote, and the only vote there would be would be on the Labour amendment. So on the SNP's motion, on the SNP's opposition day, they would get no vote at all, and that never, that never happens.
0: Can I ask though, because that's had so the the Labour vote happened first because the amendments get mm-hmm. voted on first. Had the Labour amendment been voted down, the motion would have still been voted on, as it was, wouldn't it?
2: Yes, as it yeah. was. Yeah.
0: So the only reason yeah. the SNP didn't technically get a vote was because there was only one amendment because the Tories pulled their amendment. The Labour amendment to the SNP's motion went through. So the SNP motion went
1: through with the Labour amendment. With amended, yeah. So it's but not they that the SNP no, didn't... Well, but they didn't because they wanted... They, they, wa- they,
2: they didn't get a vote. They
1: wanted it on their wording, didn't they? They wanted to see, put it to the litmus test, mm-hmm. which MPs would back their wording. That's what they wanted. And actually, what you saw afterwards, before it actually got shut down then by the deputy speaker, is that MPs were really concerned about this and not having a vote on record. And they were standing up and saying, I just want to let it know and I would have voted for the SNP. Or, you know, people were actually standing up and saying this so that they could go back and tell their constituents, you know, that they would have voted for it. So it was a really odd situation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean, it just, it just shows the fragility of our situation. It shows the, the state that we're in is really challenging mm. because MPs are worried about their security. And the Speaker of the House of Commons is worried about choosing motions because of the security of MPs. And there's a lot of really serious questions that this all raises. I mean, yes, the Speaker might be in trouble. I I I don't think so. It doesn't feel like he'll go. But do you know what? It's 2024. Who knows? Mm. The Speaker might be in trouble. And will the SNP get another opposition day somehow? I mean, there's no real mechanism except for the the government going, well, sure, have another one. But constitutionally... The second opposition party should have three days. So there's a constitutional question here. But for me, it's, it's it's oh God, and there's also lots of, while everyone says they're just worried about Gaza, a lot of politics was being played. Mm.
0: Yes, yesterday. that's what's yeah. quite clear from this, isn't it? is that Gaza Definitely. was not actually at the heart of this. It was no, point scoring. No one
2: really cares. I mean, lo- oh, no, that's not true that no one really cares. A lot of people don't really care. A lot of people care much more. But maybe that's reasonable because it makes no, it, no difference at all to the people of Gaza, mm-hmm. what, how the House of Commons voted last night. So it's not a serious, as serious a thing. You know, Netanyahu w- wasn't going to stop last night if the House of Commons backed the SNP amendment. So maybe there was space to play with it. I don't know. Mm. It's just the whole thing's a mess. It's
1: frustrating.
2: It's frustrating
1: that we're not talking about some of the really good speeches, are we? And there were really good speeches in there. There were things about what what, what is it to be an ally? What is it to be an ally to somebody? Is it like saying, actually, you've crossed the line? Is it, you know, all this stuff really, really great political debate it was somewhere in there but procedure yeah. just dragged it all down and i do i'm not a huge fan of procedure stuff i do feel that there should be on big important issues some kind of flexibility that says let's hear from everyone because it's so big you know yeah. and I, I don't know how and that there happens is. that's why mm.
0: that that's why we just have convention rather than com- complete Laws, yes. and the Speaker is the one who is allowed to change that. And the, house of Cl- the Clerk of the House acknowledged that and said, you know, I'm not sure you're right here, but also these are all the ways you're, you are right. But unfortunately, we have very little time left. So I think <laughs> okay. this, we're going to be talking about this for a long time. <laughs> Quickly, before we um, have to wrap up, What's in our crystal ball for the week coming up? Oh, we're going to
2: have lots more talk about tax. Lots more talk about tax, 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 because the budget is coming up and all the different pressure groups will come out to play to say we need tax cuts or we need more spending or we need whatever it is. So expect to hear lobbying about the budget.
1: Diane, what's in your crystal ball? Oh, really quickly, we'll have another by-election result. It's voting next Thursday, the 29th. It's the one where the guy's on the paper still in Rochdale. Uh, yes, we'll see what happens.
2: George Galloway. It's going to be George Galloway. And we'll and definitely be talking
1: all about that Commons
0: debate this week. I'm sure there's going to be lots of repercussions from that. But for now, thank you very much for listening. And um, we hope you'll listen again next week. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bye bye
2: bye bye bye. Bye. You just heard a stripped media production.